0: good morning to you wherever you are in the world i'm johnny anderson i'm joined this morning by bruce adams good morning bruce how are you this morning Uh, healthy alive doing well um yeah are you settling into your new abode
1: i mean we're getting there still tons of boxes still uh uh you know got the refrigerator today so that was that was nice don't have to go to the garage anymore to you know get your food Mm -hmm. uh but, uh, you know, other than that, it's uh, same old, same old. We're waiting for the waiting for the carpet to come in.
0: You know, I, I told you that uh, the best thing you could do since it was snowing like that, you could just put all your stuff outside and you wouldn't actually have to use the refrigerator and you can cut down on your carbon emissions.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, I would rather not have to step outside into the cold to uh, get my food. So well, we got to I mean, a refrigerator instead. What if you what if you needed
0: to keep something really cold? Wouldn't it be better to put it outside? I'd put it in the freezer. Okay, you'd put it in the freezer, all right? Well, mm-hmm. you'd put like ice cream in the freezer, right? Sure. Okay. Well, I've got some good news. Do, do you know the uh the former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick? You ever heard of him? I have heard of him, yeah, just yeah. Uh, a couple times, yeah. Just a couple times. He he yeah, was the guy with yeah. the uh, the rocket arm and the lightning feet, you know, that that guy. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. And yeah. and it's it's entirely possible that uh, you know, he might be considered for the NFL Hall of Fame. At some point.
1: Oh, yes, because he was so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, And at such a young age, I mean, the guy was so good that they actually gave him his own tryouts and no one showed up. He was that good. Yeah, in fact, he was so good that they actually benched him. Well, I have some good news in all of the work that he did for the sports and for social justice, the ice cream company, Ben and Jerry's, I mean, stellar company. They are. I mean, they're they're so good, which to be fair, I mean, it really pisses me off because I used to like Ben and Jerry's. I mean, great ice cream, delicious ice cream. But because of their stances, I will not support them. I will not give them another dime. And it's been a good number of years now uh,
1: that I've made the decision not to support them. I can't say I've ever had Ben and Jerry's. We we have a... um, Amazing stuff. We got like Brahms around here. So that's kind of the big... They get Brahms ice cream around here. I've not heard of that. Small. It's kind of a a Southern Midwest uh, chain. It's got like small convenience store, but it's got a lot of um, dairy products and that sort of thing there. So mm-hmm. yeah, OK, well, I guess that would be like me saying
0: Broughton to you. You don't have any idea what that is, do you?
1: Nope. Never heard of it. Yeah.
0: So it's I guess it would be like the regional thing because that's what it was when yeah. I was growing up as a kid. And they had ice cream and milk and and all that uh, creams mm-hmm. and, and things like anything dairy you could get with Broughton. But same same concept. Well, Ben and Jerry's, right. Keeping with that Ben and Jerry's, they've come up with a Colin Kaepernick flavor of ice cream.
1: Oh, uh, uh, brilliant. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. out of curiosity, have they, have they created any other flavors for any other NFL hall of famers by chance?
0: I'm not entirely sure, but I I mean, I'm just waiting for them to come up with the, uh, the Karl Marx flavor uh, of ice cream that has like the made of, um, um, Soylent Green? Know, oh. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Or, or uh, you know, the, the blood of all the, the people that the ideology has killed over the last, oh, I don't know, century. Yeah. The name of the flavor is called, are you ready for this? Uh, because it's so revolutionary. Change the World. W-H-I-R-L-E-D. World. Change the World. Okay. That's... Uh, uh, huh. it's It's got his picture on the container. Uh, and it says, of course, you know, Ben and Jerry's. And it's uh, Colin Kaepernick's Change the World Non-Dairy frozen dessert and underneath of that it says i know my
1: rights Hmm. i i would actually argue that i don't think he does know his rights but um non-dairy does that mean it's like vegan ice cream or something i I guess i mean if it's non-dairy it's not really ice cream anymore is it Uh, well no it'd be i don't know
0: what it would be then I guess it'd be like some soy stuff or something if it's, it's I, I don't know. Now, this is, this is what Ben and Jerry say on their own website about the flavor. Sometimes things make perfect sense. And when they come together, it's like, what took so long? And of course, they, they take, um, you know, they, they make comparisons to other kinds of ice cream. They say, well, uh, we feel the same way about change the world our new flavor partnership with Colin Kaepernick to benefit the Know Your Rights camp. We both care deeply about and focus much of our attention and time uh, and our time and energy on advancing issues of social and racial justice. We both think ice cream creates joy and is a great way to bring people together. Although, like I said, I don't think this is ice cream. If it's non-dairy, it's not ice cream. And Um. we both are clearly talented enough to start at quarterback right this second for any professional football
1: team. Uh, Just Ben and Jerry's, uh, one of their flavors is actually uses almond milk. So I'm Uh assuming it's probably almond milk or coconut milk or something like that.
0: Well, they say that uh, it's no surprise that we've known about and admired Colin Kaepernick for years. First, it was because of his skills and leadership on the football field. And then oh. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. And then it was because of his efforts to use his position and voice his protest excuse me, and his voice to protest police violence, systemic racism, and white supremacy. He sacrificed his career just so that he could speak up for and stand with people who have been systematically oppressed. That kind of courage is uncommon and desperately needed.
1: Hmm. So he was protesting from his uh bench seat, you know. Um, I, I, I guess,
0: yeah, he, he was, he was sitting there and uh, making millions of dollars for apparently
1: being oppressed. I, I'm not quite sure how that works. I, I, I don't understand that one. It, have you, have you ever, um, received the level of oppression that he had, like getting business deals with Nike, for example? Oh, that's or... billions. that That's hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen that kind of oppression myself. Um, It's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I've never seen
0: people that are uh, oppressed so much that they make hundreds of millions of dollars. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, maybe I need to be oppressed. Stands to reason. yeah, if that's if that's what
1: oppression is, geez, give me give me a
0: good. I was gonna say, give me a it. yeah, give me give me a couple of helpings of uh, of oppression yeah. there, because if that's gonna get me hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Let's have it anyway. Uh, yes, by the way, it is vegan. It says now. Here we are, six months later, with a brand new full time flavor. Change the world. It's vegan because. Kaepernick is a committed vegan. Now, see, he's he's vegan, so of course it couldn't be actual ice cream. So it had to be, yeah, and it's delicious. I'll have to take your word on that, Ben and Jerry's, because I'm not going to be buying it, uh, and Did I'm not going to be buying. It. Say
1: what flavor? Did it actually say which flavor?
0: Well, see, they created this flavor.
1: So if you're oh. asking what's in it, uh,
0: it's uh, it's got uh, fudge chips, graham cracker swirls and chocolate chunks
1: it looks like so more or less like s'more or something uh, something
0: like that i i guess I, i'm not sure but i mean <laughs> i mean don't you want to try don't you want to taste what social justice tastes like i mean it's uh, to me that that to, to me that's that's just it's taking part in it and and to be honest with you they say the sweetest part is that all of his proceeds from the sales of the flavor will go right to his cause
1: mm mm mm-hmm.
0: You right, know, right to his uh, his cause of uh, know your rights camp. It's it's all going to go right into that cause, which I, I'm sure that that's a um, a tax exempt foundation that's perfectly legit and on the up and up. Uh, it says where sweet. this this mo- this money will help the organization expand its outreach to black and brown youth all over the country, and the know your rights camp is all about helping youth. See and understand their own beauty and power while working to dismantle systemic racism and white supremacy and Ben and Jerry say that we are honored to be partnering with Colin Kaepernick in this movement Colin Kaepernick in this movement to change the world, and we look forward to working together in the fight for justice and racial equality for a long time to come
1: well i'm so excited um, to try the flavor that um I won't even grace it to scrape my boot off with its container. Isn't that
0: awful? Isn't that absolutely awful? I, I just, I mean, out of can, principle, honestly, I can't. No, the, just, just the sheer magnitude that they actually have to create something like that is insulting. It's, it's insulting to everything that that Western civilization as a whole has worked past
1: for the last seventy years. I mean, technically, in America's uh, case, we've been trying to work past that for what. 200 years. I mean, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. we've been, we we had the whole freaking civil war about slavery and now it's been actually, actually it
0: wasn't, it wasn't that actually that's, it later became about that. It was so unpopular, well, it was about the agriculture or the industrial base wanted to pull away from the agricultural base, and it was, yeah,
1: well, yeah, but I mean, agriculturally, they their workforce were slaves. I mean, so, yeah, yeah I, 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 I get it. So, but nonetheless, we, we did fight it there, and that's what it ended up being, at least you know. So, I, I don't know, it, it's just, is there really a. It, I go back to thinking about. When you're when you're constantly putting something forward into your into your thinking, you're constantly, um, you know, I've I've used the example of the pink elephant. Don't think about a pink elephant. Do not think about a pink elephant. Well, you're going to think about a pink elephant because it's there in your face all the time. So when they keep throwing this racism BS in our face all the time, or Um, cops are bad or they're, you know, evil or whatever this stuff is. And they keep throwing that in your face over and over and over. It changes the thinking of the people. It's just that's just how it works.
0: Yes, that's true. And that's what they do. You know, I I was sitting I was sitting in the uh, I was sitting in the living room last night. I was watching TV. Hear me out on this one. I I was watching it Mm -hmm. for a reason. And I'll explain why I was watching a show from back in 1968. And you ask, okay, well, I thought you didn't watch TV. Well, I don't. But I was watching a show from back in that time, because America was a very different place back in 1968. And the show, a lot of people have heard of it. Maybe you've even heard of it. I don't know. The show was called Dragnet. And it was essentially, it was law, the law and order of its sure. time, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody knows it. <laughs> and I saw... I watched two episodes. And the first episode I watched was a bunch of kids. It was juvenile. It was a juvenile case. It was a bunch of kids that were robbing grocery stores. And of course, when you uh, you'd had like little neighborhood and community markets back then, they would carry more than just what you would find at a supermarket these days. They would have all kinds of like uh, gardening tools. They would sell firearms. They would uh, sell ammunition. They would uh, sell uh, produce like gardening things like you could buy seeds and, and all kinds of stuff. Right. So it was different shops back then wasn't run by corporations, it was actually run by people. And they finally arrested these three kids. And as I'm sitting there watching this, uh, this show, and they're, and they're sitting there being interrogated by these police officers, and I'm hearing them regurgitate back this uh, this ideology that they're putting forth about how they're going to create this utopian community and how the system's oppressing them and, you know, you're the fuzz and you're the man and all that stuff, right? Well, I realized what I was watching. I was watching a group of people that were trying to start their own chaz. That's what I was watching. And it was exactly that. It's the same ideology is my point. It's the same talking points. The only difference is, I mean, look at these people that are in politics. These are the dope smokers from the 60s and the 70s. These are the the the, ideolo- the ideologically twisted people that were smoking dope under a tree on the quad somewhere of some university campus. And they've brought that ideology up. They're now sitting in office and they've brainwashed an entire generation to believe this garbage. And so the next episode comes along. And as I'm watching the second one, they they got called to go on to this. Uh, it was like a, um, I almost want to say it was like a podcast of its time. So it was a TV show and they were sitting up there on stage. They were on a panel. So you had the two police officers and then you had a, a hippie bum and, uh, and a drugged out, degenerate college professor on the other side with a moderator in the middle. And it was the, the name of the show was like uh, Speak Your Mind or something like that. And then, of course, the audience was uh, a mixed group of people of, you know, all different backgrounds and everything else. It, they had uh, Mexican-Americans, uh, African-Americans, white, um, uh, Asian. I mean, the, the works. Right. And so they would come up to the podium. They would ask questions at the end of the discussion. And the whole time I'm sitting there watching this, I'm watching these uh, these the so-called academics and these hippies on on their point, and they're arguing exactly the same identity politic points that we're hearing today. Exactly the same. And this is a show from back in 1968, 1969. My point is is that the influence has always been there. the The ideology to turn the next generation has always been there, and it's always been through these these institutions. And this is precisely why. Uh, The organizations have targeted these institutions and Bruce, I'll have to send you those episodes. They're only like 15 minutes long and you have Mm -hmm. to see this. You, You as soon as I was watching this, I'm like, this is exactly like it's word for word. What we're hearing now, it's word for word. Of course, like I said, back then, the the attitude of the general public was was different because you were just coming out of the war. And so, I mean, we still had a nation that was largely full of principled people. And the two guys that played the cops in this, they're actually making valid points. And the point was, was telling the the average person out there, bringing awareness to this ideology that's extremely destructive. Uh, and, And I just wish that we still had that that version of of principle that's being promoted in the mainstream. Instead, the people that were sitting on the opposite end of this panel of this TV show are now the ones that are running the agenda behind the the entertainment and the um, identity politics. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Testing hello. Ah, oh, hello, man. <laughs> we're actually in the middle of recording a morning show. We got ten minutes left, so we can bring you in on the last ten minutes here,
2: if you like. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, of course not. Good morning, Marty. How are you i'm I'm very well. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Nice to see you this morning. Wasn't expecting you till later on this afternoon
2: uh no well i I thought I'd get in and get ready as we've got so much to talk about and um, yeah, so please crack on, chaps.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we were just talking about uh t v shows from back in the nineteen sixties, so uh yeah, it's way earlier than your time, I'm sure. uh,
2: go on then. To <laughs> name
0: no, no, we just mm. we just finished. The name of the TV show is American TV show. Actually, I don't even know if you guys would have had it over there in the in the UK. It's called Dragnet.
2: Oh yeah, Dragnet. Um it, it, the same people who made Police Story and all that sort of yeah. stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Um uh-huh, yeah. well, I
2: can't remember his name now. White-haired chap uh, and then there was the really tall one who had large pieces of food that would fall from his mouth. <laughs> never see his head.
0: No, I don't uh, I don't recall that one. You don't. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't <laughs> recall that one. All right. Uh the NFL Right, since we're since we're on the we're on this thing about uh, Colin Kaepernick, the NFL uh, is actually they're scrambling right now. They're trying to figure out what to do about their advertising. Their advertising is plunged in recent weeks, and I mean plunged. Which it sounds about right because that's usually what they uh, uh, what they put up with when uh, you're out there promoting ideas that are pretty much uh, contrary to what we've been taught for the last twenty years. Now all of a sudden we've got this ideology that we're supposed to hate where we come from. Uh, The TV ratings for the National Football League this year have been so bad that networks are reportedly slashing advertisement prices and giving away commercial time to keep advertisers happy. TV networks are feeling the strains of disappointing NFL ratings as they're forced to restructure deals with advertisers to make up for their smaller audience and their opportunity to make money off of remaining games during this lucrative holiday season. I can't help but think that the gentleman we talked about in the beginning of this, uh, this, this morning show, is the start of this? Wouldn't you agree, Bruce?
1: Uh, yeah, that that's probably a good representation of where it started. Yeah, yeah about that time period, because that that's oh. when we started having the politics and kneeling and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff for the uh, uh-huh. start of the, the anthem. Camp. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, are they still all taking the knee at the start of every game?
0: Oh, yeah. Happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a matter of uh, fact, I heard I heard something similar to, uh, there was a group of people that were booing at, uh, at a UK football game when some players were doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, they've only just started to let up to 2,000 people into stadiums. Um, up until last week, all of the games were played with no spectators and um obviously they're televised for the the Premier League and and the other divisions within the 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 UK football organisation um and uh it was the first time they had audiences back in and when these certain players decided to take a knee they were booed and um it was it was not a case it really wasn't no, people, a case in race. People don't want to see
0: Yeah, but people don't want to see politics in their in their sports. I think that's that's the bigger thing there, wouldn't you say? Of course
2: not. That's exactly where you shouldn't have politics. But it's such a big money spinner um that the clubs think stupidly that they need to pander to BLM. Um, who we know to be a Marxist organization with their, their aims and goals are absolutely in complete opposition to, to North, to a normal way of life. And um, it's got nothing to do with the unfortunate murder of George Floyd. It's got everything to do um, with the great reset. And um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what you guys were talking about prior to my interrupting, but That's what it's all about. And it shouldn't be in sport. People should be allowed to enjoy their sport. I was getting irate shouting at the television when I saw rugby players uh, taking the knee prior to a match. I honestly believe that they haven't got the intelligence, footballers, rugby players, whoever, probably haven't got the intelligence to realise that their actions are supporting such a anti
1: our way of life organizations such as blm i would also i would argue that it's dangerous i mean supporting that you give them more power more fame if you will you know more attention it's just going to antagonize them even more and they're going to you know you'll see more riots and whatnot um you know use an example here in the u.s with the election stuff going on they're going to blm's going to use riots and whatnot to try to manipulate biden if he doesn't fully support them or their causes they they've already said we're going to riot so uh, it's foolish that these these companies and corporations have not only jumped on board but sent money to blm uh the organization
2: well look as and when uh, or if creepy joe manages to get his Saggy ass onto the chair behind the oval to, in in the oval office. He can't
0: get out of his basement. He can't, well, he hasn't made yeah. it up out of his basement since he was uh, <clears throat> elected.
2: Yeah. Well, even if he does, the Great Reset requires the United States to become uh, or have less influence over world markets. So whether or not he uh, panders to these organisations, they will riot. They will bring about one way or another the. Um, the, the turmoil needed to further damage your economy. That's what they're there for. That's what they've been set up for. Um, so it's going to happen regardless. Um, what we need to do as normal, sane people who respect each other's colours, creeds, religions, sexualities, whatever, um, we need to, to you know make our opinions clear on it so that the people who think they are required to take the knee because they're public figures, realise that the public,
0: the majority of the public, don't want them to do it. Man, Marty, you are too serious. You're supposed to be. In, you're supposed to have your feet up in these morning shows. I mean, I was going to talk about something that was really constructive. Kangaroos can learn to communicate with humans. I mean, isn't that? Isn't
2: we've, it, uh, we've known that since the seventies. There used to be. A have TV we actually known that? Called, have we known yeah, that? Called, called Skippy the Kangaroo. Uh, Skippy, Skippy the Bush the Kangaroo. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he yeah. he could tell with a few. He could he could explain that there were two kids stuck down the well with a few clicks. <laughs> and a nod of the head and and then the the aussies would follow him to to the well and rescue the children so yes we've known that kangaroos can communicate uh with humans since the 70s Uh uh-huh
0: okay well there's a new research a new research paper out uh this is out of sydney kangaroos can learn to communicate with their humans similar to how domesticated dogs do by using their gaze to point and ask for help that's what they say in the research paper. So they they did the study. It involved 11 kangaroos that lived in captivity, but had not been domesticated. 10 of the 11 marsupials intently gazed at researchers when they were unable to open a box with food. According to the report, nine alternatively looked at the human and at the container as a way of pointing or gesturing toward the object. So one of the researchers said that uh we interpreted this as a deliberate f- deliberate form of communication and a request for help wild species are not really expected to behave as uh as those subjects were and that's why it was so surprising <coughs> it's fascinating it just isn't reminds
2: it? me of, it is fascinating but it it reminds me of gaspo the wonder dog um any of our listeners or listener um that has read Terry Pratchett
0: what is this what, uh, novels, why, why is what and listener? Why do you think we have one listener out there? I,
2: I, I have no idea how many listeners we have, but um, you've got all that data. It doesn't concern me. Well, I'm just varies, talking
0: to you and Bruce. It varies from day to day, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gaspo the Wonder Dog uh, could actually speak in, in the Terry Pratchett novels, but no one ever believed that the dog spoke they just thought it was their subconscious um telling them to give that little doggy a sausage you see but it wasn't and and in the in the books it says and gaspo said woof he didn't bark he said woof he said woof um woof As in woof.
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'm I'm with
2: you. Well, I'm looking after uh, a a puppy at the moment, and his his name is Reggie. Oh, yes. um, You sent me a picture
0: of him. Nice ears.
2: Yes. He's got nice ears, but he's basically, well, a basset hound is basically a beagle with dwarfism. Uh-huh. And, um, he's got lots of character, and I'm assuming that he sounds like Prince Charles when he talks so, yeah, <laughs> yeah me me first, where's my dinner? I'd love something to eat now now. Come on, hurry up, human, Fetch it for me, and that's that's the voice that, that I think Reggie has and and it could well be that he can speak, and that's what I'm hearing. When, when he looks at me intently to get his dinner.
0: That's funny, because now I know how to, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know how Charles spoke, because he doesn't speak that often. No,
2: well, he, actually, the, the, the voice I'm doing sounds more like his dad, the, the Duke of Edinburgh, uh-huh. is, is, is much more like this. But Prince Charles does sound very similar to his father. Well, surely you heard his speech for the World Economic Forum.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I certainly did.
2: Yeah. Which, which was something that just turned me from a royalist into a skeptic again uh-huh. um uh-huh. I'm, I'm we, have, a, near we
0: have an opportunity and we may never have it again so we must do this as he's reading you can tell he's reading it from a card
2: yeah he he's he designed he he's very much into his architecture. And and conservation. I heard he talks he to his plants. A whole, does he talked to his plants. Most people talk to the plants. Is the exhale well, I mean, of I, carbon
0: dioxide? I, yeah, but I mean, the, I heard he talks to his plants, thrive. and he he goes to his because like that he he hails from Transylvania. So I'm I'm assuming that that he does not he ex- hail from Transylvania. Well, okay, I'm telling you what I've heard. All right, I'm telling you what I've heard. Okay, so he talks yeah, to his yeah. plants. He hails from Transylvania. He's a direct descendant of Vlad the Impaler. Which that part I believe is true.
2: Well, I suppose. Yeah, if you trace and, and, any of the European monarchies back far enough, uh-huh. um, oh yeah, they right. are yeah, all yeah. interrelated. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, they they thought yeah that that was the way to create yeah. They would join their houses up and you know, all this stuff. But that's right. side issue. But they okay. So here's what Charles does apparently because he has a a residence down there in Transylvania and all that stuff. I'm assuming that he visits it, if he has that. But I've heard that when he goes down there, that one of his favorite things to do is to wander aimlessly through the, the forest in the middle of the night.
2: Oh, well, um, that's Which would much.
0: explain a lot, I mean, it, would, it would explain a lot. See-
2: you see talking to plants is all very well uh, and and no problem at all it's when they start to reply
0: that <laughs> is the problem yeah all right um, we are out of time this morning we are gonna have to go we're uh, we're a little <laughs> bit over but that's okay uh but marty I, thanks for stopping in this morning we'll see you later on this afternoon sure thank you yeah pleasure. thank you guys for sitting yeah thank you guys for sitting down this morning thank you to all the listeners for all stopping topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i oh. hope everyone has a great morning